Hey folks, welcome to another conversation on the Mental Health Podcast. I have uh, Balaji with me here today and uh, can't wait for what uh, he has to say about uh, uh, his own journey. Welcome Balaji, uh, how are you doing today? Doing good. Um, it's, can't, uh, can't believe it's almost Friday, uh, so excited for the weekend. uh but uh, so glad to be here with you sanjay and thank you so much for having uh, me as part of the session and uh, uh thank you so much for like you know doing this especially talking on uh, mental health because this is something that is very near and dear to me um mm-hmm. i am particularly um very interested in this topic uh, mm-hmm. very interested to share my own uh mental health journey and like mm-hmm. you know what are the different things that i did to take care of myself how mm-hmm. to not take care of myself as well and mm-hmm. what what you can learn from that so uh happy to be here uh, happy to share uh, my thoughts and my perspectives from my own mental health journey all right great uh so the first thing that i ask people to do is like do a quick elevator pitch so that people get excited about who you are and you can sort of showcase yourself to the world as well so here you go <laughs> yeah yeah uh so my name is balaji i uh, am a product manager uh very recently with like amazon uh, prime video uh i've been a product manager for like almost uh, 10 years right now working across uh, different industries uh, both like small and mid-sized companies and also big tech companies i started my uh, career as a qa engineer before transitioning into product management but mm-hmm. even before that uh, a little bit going a little bit farther uh, beyond uh, i grew up i was born and raised in uh, india in the southern part of india i mm-hmm. came here to the us uh, back in 2006 to do mm-hmm. my masters degree mm-hmm. um and uh i've been in the us since 2006 and uh, uh have uh, have gone through a lot of ups and downs uh, mm-hmm. throughout my personal and professional journey uh in mm-hmm. end of the day like you know i did manage to come out alive in one single piece and uh, mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think i always like you know like to reflect back on that one thing right like what doesn't um, uh, hurt you doesn't kill you uh, mm-hmm. I, i it's it's a very double edged sword kind of saying uh, mm-hmm. it, it people say what doesn't hurt you doesn't kill you but like i partially agree i partially disagree as well because in in, in the uh, we can we can go uh, a complete hour uh, talking about this but to keep it very simple right sometimes if it hurts you you'll need to know like you know when to back out and when to take care of yourself all right um yeah it's been uh 17 years uh, i was just trying to do the math in my head and uh, <laughs> i can only imagine how uh, 
tumultuous the times have been um so you know to dig in a little deeper now right uh, i just wanted to sort of get your take on uh, some of the things that you have dealt along the way in terms of your own mental health um how have you sort of seen mental health evolve um uh, in your own personal journey and you know what would you like to share about that so yeah yeah uh, so i'll take a step back like going back 17 years right like back in uh, 2006 when i first came down here uh, mm -hmm. to the us to do my masters uh, mm -hmm. i was an only uh, child of my parents uh, who's mm -hmm. uh, an introvert right like didn't have too many friends didn't make too many friends uh, mm -hmm. so it was it was particularly very hard on me when i came here because uh i miss my parents a lot um in mm -hmm. i grew among uh my parents and my paternal grandparents and to leave them and like you know come to a far off uh, country it was it was hard the first uh, especially the first 2 to 3 months in this country was very hard where i found it very difficult to like mingle with people i found it very difficult to like express myself or express what i was going through because you know mental health can be of various forms right like mm -hmm. uh, it's mm -hmm. not just like losing a job or losing a family it can also be being far away from family and like you know not able to express what you're going through and a lot of people didn't understand what i was going through they were like oh, you know what you're just like emotionally attached to your parents and right. feeling this way in mm -hmm. while while the statement can be true that being emotionally attached to parents it you know when when people tell that it comes off uh, in a very derogatory way right like mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, they're like oh you can't live without your parents you mm -hmm. you're you're 21 what does that mean mm -hmm. yeah i'm 21 yeah i miss my parents it's okay to miss your parents even when you're 60 and we we have to normalize those things right like right. and i think the biggest challenge is like people not normalizing certain things people mm -hmm. thinking like you know if 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 they behave in a certain way they expect others also to behave in the same way but no no two people are the same mm -hmm. no, two, no two people are equal everyone is going to have their own struggles everyone is going to find happiness in different things and we 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 need to normalize those things and that's 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 my uh, single most uh, advocacy in terms of like you know mental health the second thing is being able to like comfortably talk about mental health right like in um i don't know about like others but like mm -hmm. growing up in india especially in the southern part of india mm -hmm. talking about mental health itself is a taboo mm -hmm. uh people people used to like you know view it very negatively if you spoke about mental health if you mm -hmm. go to a therapist they would view it very negatively in mm -hmm. trust me i have been through that same journey uh, mm -hmm. i i i i found it very hard uh, during my master's degree with like mm -hmm. my re research not going well having some uh, having some difficulties with my professor and then uh, subsequently like you know 2008 graduating in 2008 2009 recession losing out a job e mm -hmm. even before i could actually start with them then mm -hmm. three years later like you know losing out my uh, dad who 
meant the world to me uh, mm-hmm. and then come to come another six years later uh, like back in like 2018 2019 going through a lot of like personal problem in the household mm-hmm. which left me like very scarred emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally and i mm-hmm. didn't take care of myself to be very honest i didn't take care of myself mm-hmm. i figured like if i just like put that aside and focus on work mm-hmm. um it would it would give me a sense of relief mm-hmm. but no it turned out to be wrong uh, mm-hmm. and then it went to a stage where like you know uh, my uh, professional life was suffering my personal life was suffering and mm-hmm. decided to like seek help right like seek help if it's friends okay talk to your friends if it's like family talk to your family or mm-hmm. if it means going to a therapist go mm-hmm. to a therapist and in in you won't know like you know therapy can do actually wonders i've seen like in the in the last 4 to 5 years i've seen like so many different therapists but like you mm-hmm. know it has helped me gain a lot of confidence and be where i am today uh um, yeah Yeah. great uh, so i i know you mentioned a lot of things so so just mm-hmm. to summarize i i want to say that the, you mentioned uh reaching out for help right uh, so yeah. reaching out for help it could be your family it could be friends talking mm-hmm. to therapists and also yeah. you were uh, um, making sure that talking to different therapists is okay um and uh, just doing therapy with one person is not a mandate as well um yes. so yeah thank you for highlighting those things um one other thing that i wanted to sort of dig yeah. in a little deeper was you know dealing with loss um is something that we, we don't understand or we don't anticipate or we mm-hmm. don't we, we don't know what to or how to express it right so you know mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about your own sort of journey into understanding what that loss meant and uh, you know moving along that way as well so yeah yeah definitely i mean if you if you'd ask me the same question uh, probably like 5 to 6 years back i uh, i would shamelessly admit that like i would have broken down in the call Uh, mm-hmm. right now and in mm-hmm. it's it's not that like i don't break down right now I, i i still have those breakdown moments but like i think i'm in a much better place and much better position so mm-hmm. uh, reflecting back that right like back in 2012 uh, it was just like one year after i got married uh, mm-hmm. and my dad felt like all of a sudden and and honestly he was the most healthiest man that i've ever known like he i've never seen him fall sick like even get like the slightest of like a uh, fever or running a temperature or anything he used to be like physically very fit and active mm-hmm. um he, he was like one day he complained of ear pain the next day he had a, he was running a temperature and third day he slipped into coma and uh, 20 to 25 days later he just passed away uh, and he, the w- worst part was he was only 52 years old at that time and it was it was a sudden blow of uh, a, su- a sudden blow for me in to make the matters worse right like uh, i was the only child my mom me and my dad we were very close very emotionally attached but my mom was uh, broken herself like she couldn't deal with the fact that my dad was no longer there mm-hmm. and people expected me to step in mm-hmm. accept the uh, responsibilities even more 
and mm-hmm. like you know go and reach out to like uh, uh, my mom like i used to constantly get calls from my mom's siblings and like hey i just spoke to your mom and she's very upset she's crying can you please uh, right. call her and console her and that's mm-hmm. fine i'm I, i was more than willing to do that because she's my mom i love her i mm-hmm. i wanted to be there mm-hmm. but not once in that journey did anyone ask or check in with me mm-hmm. on like hey how are you doing are you right. doing okay are mm-hmm. you uh, are you taking care of yourself right and i threw myself into work at that time mm-hmm. because i mm-hmm. just started a new job uh, mm-hmm. i i i threw myself into work because the people around me also didn't understand what mm-hmm. it meant to lose a parent and mm-hmm. uh, i don't blame them because they've never lost a parent so it didn't uh, it, it, they didn't understand what it meant to lose a parent and and quite frankly if mm-hmm. if if i hadn't lost a parent and someone had lost i wouldn't mm-hmm. have understood that as well um right. but with you know and and the reason why i threw myself into work was twofold one is to you know uh, to put aside my grief mm-hmm. and the second thing is i had a colleague of mine uh, at work at that time who i am forever indebted and grateful for mm-hmm. because she was the only person that i could talk to i could mm-hmm. share my pain i could share my agony i could share my happiness i mm-hmm. could share everything that she's mm-hmm. become a near and dear friend and it would it would be remiss if i mm-hmm. don't call out her name in this mm-hmm. podcast her name is mm-hmm. uh, falshni um she used to work she and i used to work together and i'm like mm-hmm. really really grateful for her mm-hmm. and and she was part of the reason who helped me get out of that um that like you know i was i was very depressed going out in like a very spiraling down downward mindset and mm-hmm. she helped me uh, get out of that uh which was which is good but in hindsight right like apart from that mm-hmm. i should have sought out like you know professional help which is like going to a therapy as well uh, i should have like you know invested more in my mental health one of the mm-hmm. things a lot of people like to do is like hey uh, if i keep myself busy or if i keep myself occupied i think mm-hmm. the pain pain will go away in mm-hmm. when in fact like you know the pain is going to be buried deeper and deeper and when it comes out it mm-hmm. manifolds like 10x or 100x and like you know right. it can come in several forms so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one piece of advice from my own experience that i will give is like no mm-hmm. don't don't uh, uh, distract or divert yourself to hide mm-hmm. the pain okay blur yeah. it out take help <laughs> right um you know I just want to take a moment you know to um appreciate your share and just a moment to sort of reflect on you know the loss of uh somebody close to you right a parent and uh, yeah i mean thank you thank you for sharing that and uh, you know uh, these kind of conversations don't happen often enough and um, and as part of this journey what i'm realizing is that um the more openly people share these uh feelings these thoughts and these people that you work with uh, more people become open in terms of sharing themselves so um 
yeah th thanks again for uh, talking about that um so you know i i also heard you mention something else along the way right wherein um you said um how do you sort of normalize this aspect of asking for help right uh, because i feel like the challenge at times is even though you know you need help sometimes it's so hard for us to you know reach out and ask for help what would mm -hmm. your advice be for that so um i think part of the reason why a lot of people hesitate to ask for help is like mental health is still considered a stigma right like you know when mm -hmm. you say i have a mental health issue people mm -hmm. pe people still look at it like very oddly or very weirdly or like you know hey you know something's wrong with this guy or something's wrong with this girl mm -hmm. um I, i i think the first thing is like you know we need to be as as a society as a community we need to like normalize that it's okay to have mental health issues mm -hmm. and um in, in, in or, or like you know uh, the, the, the second aspect is when it when it says when we say mental health right it doesn't mm -hmm. mean anything wrong it doesn't mean someone has a mental health condition i mm -hmm. think uh, when when people say oh you know my mental health is being affected Mm -hmm. a lot of people think that they have a that the other person has a mental health condition mm -hmm. no but it can be like that person's going through like intense stress that he's mm -hmm. having like headaches mm -hmm. or nightmares or whatever that is so it can mm -hmm. be a regular uh, thing as well so first things uh, first couple of things we need to do is like educate ourselves what it means when we say mental health mm -hmm. the second thing is like normalize talking about it um and the third thing is like uh, as as an individual who is going through that mm -hmm. find close confidence there is only so much we can do to go about like changing other people's attitude like we can't go on a crusade and like say like oh i'm going to change the perception of every single person in this world and i'm going to say like uh, hey mental health it's it's okay to have like mental health let's normalize this this mm -hmm. quite honestly that's that's not going to happen like uh, with a blink of an eye uh, mm -hmm. so we need to like you know identify our close confidence like who can we share this to who mm -hmm. who will uh, who will accept me for what i am and for mm -hmm. what i am going through and mm -hmm. like you know normalize and share it with those people and like you know pour your heart out uh, mm -hmm. but at the same time be open to listening to feedback as well right like sometimes people can give feedback like be it, it's up to you to uh, take that feedback and do what you want to do with that feedback but mm -hmm. just like Uh, be open to hearing them out and listening to that feedback great so yeah i mean like i heard a, a lot of wonderful suggestions there so i just want to highlight those so creating a close knit group of people whom you can know and trust uh knowing uh that feedback is just that uh, take opinions from people but don't take that personally uh, yeah. you know understand that people are trying to help you and see if there is something that you're missing or you're not hearing from people as well when they say certain things so that way you can improve yourself along the way as well so yeah so yeah uh, that was great i mean 
the the other thing that i wanted to touch upon was like you also mm-hmm. mentioned you know in terms of work uh, mm-hmm. there have been a few transitions so ca- can you talk a little bit about like how do you handle the work and the mental health aspect as well yeah um so work and mental health i've i've had experience in the past where like it's it's all a um, uh, what i'd say is like it's all a, a vicious cycle right like i mm-hmm. had uh, around 4 to 5 years back i had a lot of issues going on in my personal life mm-hmm. and uh, in order to like actually uh, uh, actually deal with it or like mm-hmm. you know rather uh, distract myself away from it mm-hmm. i threw myself into work but that personal mm-hmm. life was bothering me so much mm-hmm. that uh, my work got affected and right. as my work got affected my performance suffered like my manager and my leaders would not happy with it mm-hmm. and you know in return my personal life got like worse even more because i used mm-hmm. to carry that stress so which is why i always say like you know uh, again it depends on individual circumstances conditions there are a lot of people like you know right now if you look at it we we are going through like so many layoffs there are like lots of people who are on immigrant uh, immigration visas and they 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 have to find their next job in like 60 days so the conditions can differ but mm-hmm. if you have the freedom and luxury mm-hmm. if uh if something at work is affecting your mental health take mm-hmm. time off or if mm-hmm. something at home is affecting your mental health mm-hmm. uh i would say i would still encourage to take time off from work because you're just going to only like you know mess up your work but mm-hmm. at the same time also see if you have the flexibility and luxury mm-hmm. to um to go to take some time off for yourself like you know uh, mm-hmm. have that me time like go out travel somewhere uh, mm-hmm. and like you know see identify what suits your mind what definitely you that calming noise so like for me it is like I don't even have to travel anywhere. I live in mm-hmm. uh, I live in Illinois, I live in Chicago. So if mm-hmm. summers uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about winters, winters are obviously going to be brutal for me. Mm-hmm. But summers what I used to do was I used to go to the lake in the evenings mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it was like dark because I personally like like you know very dark and gloomy weathers that gives me some kind of like peace and satisfaction but i used to go to the lake uh, mm-hmm. and like you know the sound of waves hitting the uh, uh, shores and like you know sitting near the lake the cool breeze and everything mm-hmm. that used to make a whole lot of difference to my mind so okay. identify what gives you that calm and peace mm-hmm. and uh, use that to like you know uh, get yourself in a better condition and this is apart from like talking to people and like you know uh, mm-hmm. finding a therapist or whatever that is great uh, balaji it's been very insightful you know th- talking to you and uh, thank you for uh, sharing your own experience i'm sure a lot of people haven't found that validation and uh, you know hearing your own sort of personal experience will give them that so if there is one thing that you know you want people to take away from this conversation what would that be um uh, one if there is one thing i'd say like uh, one of the biggest myth is that you only need to take care of your mental health if you have a mental health condition and that mm-hmm. is the biggest myth uh, mm-hmm. 
you don't you always have to take care of your mental health mm-hmm. to avoid like burnout to avoid like uh, any kind of like issues creeping into your personal life or mm-hmm. professional life so mm-hmm. mental health along with your physical health is something that we always have to take care of all right thanks a lot uh, for sharing that balaji uh, i'm sure a lot of people are going to reach out to you uh, you know thanking you to uh, for coming on the show and uh, sharing this and uh, here is inspiring more people to come forward and be more honest about their own mental health thank you so much sanjay really appreciate having me and like you know uh, thank you for all you're doing especially to bring awareness on this topic because this is something that can go leaps and bounds especially creating this awareness among people all right